My people, my people, good morning, y'all. Eight o'clock here on the West Coast. Also, what time is it? What uh, what real time do we have? It's time to speak with Colton Herta once he joins us here in the little room. Told me he's just going to get himself set up in a moment. We're both on California time as well as some of you listeners here. Also waiting for my co-host, the Chris Wheeler, to join in. How is my co-host? Like, late to be here. I have no idea. But knowing that we are indeed waiting for Wheeler, you know who's ahead of him? You know who's faster than Wheeler? Why don't you unmute yourself, Colton Herta, and say good morning from this beautiful sky filled with blue and love and warmth here in our native California. Hello, everyone. So you told me yesterday that you get up at like 6 a.m. every day to force yourself to work out. We're going to get, I don't know if you've heard, there's some news about you doing something in some series in the world. So we'll get to that in a sec. But I do just love the fact, man, that you're on it, right? You're not sleeping until noon and eating Cheerios on the couch in your underwear. You're on it, even on the off days. I Yeah, I can't. And that's one thing that I don't like about racing is you have to work out to be able to do it. And there's there's no regard in which you can drive a car without doing it. So waking up early, it just kind of forces me to, to get up and, and get out and do it. And so that's kind of what I have to do to stay motivated. Well, I do believe we should have our boy Christopher Wheeler joining in. Good morning to you, young Mr. Wheeler. Say a quick thanks, Colton. To Cooper Tires, a company you know well from your time on the road to Indy, to the Justice Brothers, their automotive chemicals and lubricants, and also TorontoMotorsports.com, a little company in Canada that you and I love for all the cool memorabilia that they do. There's lots of cold and herd of gear there too. So Wheeler, why don't you unmute yourself and why don't we get rolling? We've got Colton for about a half hour this morning, so why don't we get rolling here, brother? Why don't you uh, throw the first question to him on the news? of going and getting his Formula One testing career started, coming up with McLaren Racing. Yeah, I mean, first off, everybody, welcome to the show, and thanks for tuning in, depending on where you are. It could be early, it could be late. It could be interrupting a brunch, we don't know. But uh, Colt, man, thanks for joining us. Obviously a big day. Um, you know, the last year of your career in the media has been covered by dominant street race performance, and a lot of questions surrounding Formula One and your name being attached to it. And, and how, how good does it feel that there's actually something out now that's done that's going to allow you to actually drive one of the cars? It's, it's awesome. And I'm, you know, I'm really happy with the opportunity that, that McLaren's going to give me to, to test one of their race cars and um, give me a little more insight in, in how a Formula One car operates and, and what it's actually like. So that being said, obviously, you know, you've, your, your father spent, uh, you know, decent amount of time over there. Sorry, not your father, your team owner spent a decent amount of time over there. Your dad never really got to play much in the F1 world. And these are two of the people, speaking of Michael and of and your dad, Brian, that you lean on a lot. So as you get ready to go strap into an F1 car for the first time, who are some of the people that, you know, you're kind of relying on for some of that input, you know, some of those things that, that are just unknown. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, the team's going to be very 
on top of that sort of situation and, and stuff, but there is a lot of unknowns going over there and, and, and getting in that car and, and what it's going to be like. Obviously, my father got the chance to, to test the minority back in, I think, 98 or 99. Um, so he'll have some sort of insight into that. But yeah, it's it's going to be, well, I'm sure it's going to be very different, you know, to, to the naked eye, the cars look similar and, and, and stuff, but, you know, the mechanics and, and the way you drive it seems to be quite differently. So it's going to be a big step up and, and a big difference from, from driving the Indy car, I'm sure. But, um, you know, something that I'm sure McLaren will have me very well prepared to do by the time I'm ready for it. Speaking yep. of your dad, we have him. We have the Brian Herta in the room here. So <laughs> it, it's a great morning. Also just want to say uh, hello to some other friends who are joined in. Bozy, uh, we love your uh, racing spaces show. So, uh, thanks for joining in. Peter Habicht, F1 in America, good friend. Matt Archuleta, uh, Tony Laporta, and I mean, Cassie Johnston. It's just, it's a little family gathering this morning here on Twitter Spaces, the hashtag Racing Family Show. Colton, why don't you tell us when might this kick off in terms of getting out, doing the uh, TPC program, the uh, testing of previous car, at least uh, as I'm told by McLaren. There's no plans right now, at least, for you to do the uh, Friday free practice ones during Grand Prix weekends. But when might you start getting out in uh, last year's McLaren Mercedes to start getting some testing miles? So it's it's all kind of to be decided still. Um, you know, we have a really hectic IndyCar season ahead, too. So we're going to have to find some time in between that. So I'm sure it'll happen kind of later in the year. Um, but I think there's more kind of to come on that front. Let's also uh, stick with this. I know that we opened the show talking somewhat jokingly about you getting up and having to fight yourself to uh, to work out. The dynamics of driving an Indy car, I think folks understand. With 5,000-ish pounds of downforce and, and max downforce specification and no, absolutely no power steering, you and every other Indy car driver have to not only work on muscular endurance, but also from the waist up. You might not look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but uh, you have to build up your core, biceps, shoulders, everything upper body to manhandle and woman handle these cars around the track. That's not something that you need in Formula One. That's something that when Simone Di Silvestro started doing some F1 testing, they instantly told her you need to just drop the muscle mass. You can't do that because you need those muscles to go and try and win an IndyCar championship this year. But how have they told you or have they told you any tweaks, how you might modify your training regimen for this testing program? They, they haven't yet. Um, but, you know, I work with, with Pit Fit and they work with um, some guys in Europe. You know, the first guy that comes to mind is Jack Crawford, who's running in, in F3. So, um, you know, they understand body composition and what you need to drive different race cars. Um, and if I ever did race full time in F1, I'm sure there would be an adjustment in my training program and, and some different stuff. Let me ask one more here before I hand it back to Chris. So this is an interesting one, right? Between your now longish term uh, team partners, Andretti Autosport. Obviously, Michael Andretti has multiple business relationships with Zach Brown, CEO of McLaren. I would have to imagine both could love, might love, and or certainly would want to have you uh, in their F1 cars in the future if all the testing goes as we expect. How do you navigate that? It feels like you're, it looks from the outside, like you're, uh, you have two folks handing you a rose. 
Um, I don't know if we're talking about which one you're going to accept, but how do you work this dynamic, brother? Because you're trying to beat Aaron McLaren SP on track every weekend in IndyCar, but you'll be doing some testing with the mothership at McLaren. How do you navigate those relationships, keep everybody happy? Well, it, it is, a, you know, kind of a complete separate deal to the IndyCar side. Um, so I think it's going to be pretty easy from that aspect. And I think we understand both of, of what we're doing. You know, this is kind of an F1 only thing and, um, you know, just doing some testing with them, uh, some sim work. So, so it's not going to be a complete, you know, thing, anything with AMSP um, and, and that sort of thing. So it's going to be kind of completely separate. So I think it'll be easy for, for them and me to manage. So Colton, we were, it was just a few weeks ago, we were sitting in Pato's bus together um, in Daytona. And all, all Pato wanted to talk about was how hard the F1 car at the test he did was on the neck. And however, he felt great with everything else, but how, you know, he thought he was in such a, this pinnacle shape. He went over there and it's really changed his training now. You know, we, he talked about how amazing the car was under braking and all these things. Is Pato, your relationship is, is, is well. You guys were teammates in Indy Lights and battled hard there. You guys just won the 24 together. With him being just out of that car, um, out of a, the McLaren Formula 1 car, is that somebody who you can look at, you know, as a friend and as a colleague, somebody who will kind of give you some more of those those kind of tidbits that he learned before you go jump in? Um, I would imagine so, yeah. I mean, he's probably the, the closest guy that I that I know that's, you know, driven a Formula 1 car and, um, you know, has done quite a bit of sim work with, with them too. So he knows better than, than me for sure what it's actually like to drive one of those things. So it, maybe he is somebody that I can, can lean on. You know, it as far back as I can remember, since Michael Andretti went IndyCar to Formula One and then came back, over the years there's been talks, there's been conversations, there's been rumors. Um, you know, Montoya did it, was next. And after Montoya left Ganassi and went to Formula One, it became a thing of, okay, who's next? And we never really had that next. Obviously, Rossi's an IndyCar now, but he went the Europe route and then came back to us. We also um, had Jacques Villeneuve, let's not forget the good old Jacques Villeneuve, as ESPN called him after he won the 1995 Indy 500. Daytona 500 Rookie of the Year, mind you. Yes. At 51 years old, I think. But Colton, everybody's talked. It was like, okay, Dixon's going to get his shot. Okay, Will Power's going to get his shot. You know, Pato was the first one to actually go do like an official test. Um, I know Kirkwood went and did the FE deal, and everybody thought, okay, that could be our American shot to get somebody over there. But when it comes down to it, you you were the first one to have that contract to go do something other than a one-off test. How does that make you feel representing the entire IndyCar group? I mean, it feels... And America. Yeah, right. It, it feels great, you know, and I think a, a full-time Formula One driver, which is, you know, totally the goal um, that hopefully I can reach one day, um, would would be awesome, not just for me, but for, for the country and for all the IndyCar fans to kind of push behind. Um, but yeah, you know, at the moment, it's just a, it's just a testing program. That's what I'm going to focus on um, and, and do my best in that and see what kind of opportunities arise from it. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited for it. going to so, say thank you, uh, by the way, to all of you for tuning in here for a, uh, at least for me, early-ish Saturday episode of the Hashtag Racing Family Show brought to you by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and TorontoMotorsports.com. Also want to welcome in my pal, 
Snoop Medley Med, also known as Chris Medland, racers, Formula One reporter, who's man on the spot, man at the uh, test right now for us. We have indeed invited you to uh, join in and speak, Chris. So if you have a moment there and if the engines aren't too loud behind you, uh, come on in, say hello and ask away to uh, your friend Colton Herder. Hello, hello. As soon as I uh, joined that, I then could barely hear you. But um, yeah, I've had to run outside the circuit because Haas is still running around with uh, Mick Schumacher for another two hours. Everyone else is trying to pack up. Um, McLaren are done for the day. But uh, Colton, yeah, I I missed the very start of this. So sorry if I'm repeating questions that uh, have come to you. But um, how much have you kind of dealt with the team outside of Zach so far in terms of you know, them giving you the lay of the land of uh, who you'll be dealing with, what you'll be doing, uh, when you'll be maybe coming to the, the factory and Woking, that sort of thing? Um, very little so far. You know, I think they have a they have a plan for me, but um, to my knowledge, it'd probably be later in the year. So we're still trying to figure out dates and, and when that's happening to kind of fix it in between, you know, not only the races, but my sim days in IndyCar and um, my test days and that sort of stuff. So there's still a lot lot of unknowns in, in, in what we're going to be doing and when we're going to be doing it. Um, but I'm sure there's a lot of news to kind of that's going to be coming out in the next few weeks that'll, that'll let everybody know. And I don't know, I mean, you guys are just talking about IndyCar and kind of the focus. You know, you've only got the weight of America on your shoulders, so, you know, small deal. But um, <laughs> also from the point of Formula One, I mean, the guys on the, uh, the live commentary from testing here were talking about it when we broke the news. Um, you know, F1 is excited to, to see you coming over. Do you, do you feel that? Do you notice that actually this is, you know, there's, there's a lot of positive momentum behind you, um, not just around an IndyCar driver coming over, but around you and your prospect as a driver full stop? Well, it's, yeah, it's nice to hear. Um, and, you know, that's, that's really interesting. But, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it just kind of, I fully focus on, on the testing program and, and seeing what I can do with it. Um, you know, it, the worst thing that's going to come out of this is, is I'll get to test an F1 car, which I'd be extremely happy with. Um, so I'm excited for this year, not only an Indy car, but now that I have the opportunity for this and, and see how I go in that car. Well, I was just going to say as well, you talk about worse things. I don't know how the negotiations went. I don't know if this was you, your dad, or someone else. We know that you have some awesome Honda slash Acura products uh, as a result of being one of the tip of uh, Honda Performance Development's IndyCar Spear. We had a McLaren 720S or something uh, unloaded in your driveway yet, Herta. Tell me you got that <laughs> in the deal. No, unfortunately not, or not yet. Maybe it's still maybe Fail. it's still being shipped over. You need Wheeler to be part of your negotiation team. Uh, his broken <laughs> management company. He looks after all the all the misfit toys and indie cars. So, come on, Wheeler, you got to get in here and help him out. No, I you know I I leave that to Brian and Sean Jones. Those two have a pretty good grip on what they're doing. In fact, heck, half the time I got to lean on them for advice. But um, Colton, if you're cool with it. We're going to open up here to a couple people to ask questions, folks. We've got about 13, 14 minutes left. And the first one I'm going to bring up is Brian. Um, he's just trying to hear. As soon as he gets connected, Colton. And Brian, here you go. Welcome to the show and meet yourself and uh, fire away with the first question. Going once, Brian. Uh, Going no, I'm twice. here. I'm here. <laughs> got him. But you know what? I, I don't actually have a question now. 
<laughs> I'm just being the brilliance I'm, I'm just of being live honest. I don't want to like just ask a question to ask one, but I really don't have one now. But if I do, <laughs> feel free to let me back in again. <laughs> well, nice. You're, you're hyped though, right, nice Brian? To you're hyped, to right? Brian. <laughs> yeah, nice. To- yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you know what? Is Colton still on? I'm here. Okay, hey man. Uh, let's see. So you're in a you're, I know you're in rock band. You play drums, etc. What kind of music did you like? What's influenced you music wise? Is you know like when you're just kicking back listening to music, what do you like to listen to, or what kind of influenced you and your band sound? Um, so I like a lot of garage rock and hardcore punk from the '80s. The Zibs, so, by the way, yeah. that's the name of Colton's band, The Zibs. It's like <laughs> I like like Black Flag and Bad Brains and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah, I thought I would ask that some that's not not racing but uh well there you go good, re- good question right off the yeah. head there yeah but i'm stoked about you getting a shot at f1 man that's awesome good thank luck. you appreciate it nice to talk to you well as, as our next uh guest logs in here to ask their question colton I, I guess that's safe to say i will not see you um drumming after the race on saturday in iowa to the smooth tunes of country music unfortunately not because i gotta get ready for it's a double header that would be awesome, though. That would be awesome. That would destroy your arms, though, right? Uh, not only do we have a doubleheader Iowa, which is just already brutal body yeah. in half, but having to drum afterwards, that would actually be a punishment. Yes. Uh, that could be Marshall, an penalty. Marshall, I'm trying to get any advantage I can from my own program. All right. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Uh, hey, um, Peter Habick, why don't we uh, invite, our friend, invite our friend Peter Habick, a.k.a. F1 in America. Unmute yourself, Peter. And uh, why don't you uh, connect with our man, Colton Herta. Marshall, thank you so much. And thanks for organizing this space. Uh, Colton, an incredible opportunity um, in front of you. Um, boy, it, it's times like these. I, it seems to me that, you know, you're really grateful for all the support and the opportunities that you've had leading up to this. Um, I'm wondering if you could frame kind of what this opportunity means for your career, um, you know, whether you go finally race in Formula One or, or not? And, um, and maybe talk a little bit about the support um, and maybe the advice even just keeping your feet on the ground moving forward um, with whatever decision you make um, you have around you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Good question. Um, you know, at the moment, there's there's really no decision to make. But, you know, the worst thing that's going to come out of this is I get to test Formula One cars and um, drive on Formula One sim and be around a Formula One team. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really the, the worst thing that'll come out, out of this. And, you know, if, if that's the worst thing, it's going to be amazing. I've always wanted to, to at least drive a formula one car once test a formula one car, um, which I'll get to do with this program. Finally. And can you speak a little bit to just sort of the, the advisors, the people around you kind of, you know, how they're, you know, helping you in, in your decision, no matter what opportunity comes forward? Um, well, it's not really a discussion yet because there isn't really a a decision to make or an opportunity that I have yet. So, um, we'll see how this goes. Um, you know, if you're, if you're really fast in F1 car, I'm sure somebody will, will give you a a shot or, or they'll hear about it at least and want to test you. So who knows what will come out of this, but, but at the moment I'm just kind of fully focused on, on getting these tests done and being as prepared as possible. That's awesome. Um, just a a follow-up. You know, one of the things I think in in sports in general is it's really important to sort of win in front of your home crowd. And I'm wondering, you know, if 
let's call the Indy 500 the, the, the jewel in the crown for an, any American open wheel racing driver to kind of get under their sort of belt and their resume. Right. How do you, how, how do you feel that that weighs in, in terms of, you know, moving to Formula One and, and sort of really racing abroad? Um, yeah, it is. It is different. You know, I think it would be amazing to to be able to race in front of, um, you know, the United States as a Formula One driver. And, and now that we have two, two American races, uh, two races in the U.S., it would be spectacular um, to have an American in F1. Um, so we'll see what comes from that. But, it, you know, as far as what it is compared to the Indy 500, it's hard to compare because it's so different. Thanks so much. No problem. Awesome. Next up here, Colton, we've got Anna. So, Anna, go ahead and unmute yourself there and ask away. Hi. Um, thank you uh, for the opportunity to speak, and thanks for the great space. Um, hi, Colton. I'm really excited also about um, your possible prospects as an American F1 fan who's um, kind of getting into IndyCar more, but um, two things. Um, one thing, uh, one is um, I saw you and um, Jimmy race at the Race of Champions in Sweden and really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. And I wanted to ask uh, how you, uh, I mean, like you guys enjoyed yourselves. So I was just curious if you uh, caught any uh, rallying bug from that at all or, if, you know, anything like that. And then um, second thing is just um, if you do uh, some at some point in the future, um, end up racing in F1, uh, what do you think would be the biggest challenge um, for you um, in, in making a move like that? Um, for the first question, I absolutely would love to try rally car on ice now after trying that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think I would be really interested in stage rally yet. I don't think I'm ready for that. But for sure, if they have like an ice track or, um, you know, they have rally cross tracks over there, um, up in Sweden that, that, that do snow over and stuff, which would be amazing to try out in a full fledged rally car. And I'm trying to remember the second part of your question. Oh, what would be the biggest, um, challenge, um, challenge if you, you know, eventually when you, if you, if you, uh, do race in F1 at some point in the future, um, what do you think would be the biggest challenge for you in making a move like that? You know, I'm not, I'm not too sure. Um, it is a very different style of racing and the way that the cars are and how heavy they are and because they don't fuel. And, and so I think the, the racing aspect that would be hard to, to kind of understand and get the feel of the race car right away. I think the tires are very different, how they degrade is very different to IndyCar. So that'd be another big thing. Um, so yeah, I think the overall race pace would be something that'd be interesting and, and to come to grips with. Thank no, you. it's dealing and with the media, mate. That's the worst part. <laughs> the journalists in F1 are terrible. So. Yeah. Anna, thank you so much. Appreciate you and thank for taking you. some time here. And I was going to say, before we uh, invite another uh, couple friends to speak, and Colton, uh, if, if there's a possibility of you hanging out an extra five or ten minutes, it seems like, uh, boy, you got a lot of people here who want to connect. Uh, before we invite, say, Ryan Terpstra to speak next, Chris, Snoop Medley Med, why don't you give Colton some insights. You just said dealing with the media, all bastards, of course, but what are some of the things you have seen young drivers, new drivers like Colton come into F1 and, and realize, oh, I could coach him up a little bit on what to expect or how to prepare in some way other than the driving side. What does a uh, professor Medlin have to say? 
I think a big part of it genuinely is the amount of stuff that goes on around the driving side. Uh, Colton, I think, is going to be well-placed here with what McLaren are doing because it's going to be testing a year-old car. It'll be private tests. It'll be a lot quieter. But coming to a Grand Prix where there's just so much that goes on, so many demands pulling left, right, and centre, it's not that that doesn't happen in IndyCar, but I think the, like, the ferocity of it in Formula 1, the number of distractions, the number of other things that can take your mind off, off F1, and then the complexity of being inside the car, the systems are going to be so different. Like the amount of stuff you can do on the steering wheel is something that, um, talking to the rookies that are here now, Guan Yu Zhou, who's going to be a rookie this year, he's been saying that he spent most of yesterday just trying to make sure he knew what to do when his engineer told him to do it, knew how to get to certain functions on the steering wheel and things like that. Um, it, it does take ages. All, all the rookies seem to take a steering wheel home and try and learn from a sheet of paper and close their eyes and try and go to the right toggle and switch. Uh, actually, we saw Lando getting George Russell's way this evening uh, in testing because he was changing a switch on his wheel, heading into a corner um, on a slow lap. Like there's, they're, they're, they're computers, really, that need um, driving really damn quickly. And Colton will definitely be able to drive it really damn quickly, but it's the, the computer part that actually takes some homework. So sorry that that'll be some, some boring studying to do at some stage. But um, yeah, it's kind of, I'd say, yeah, the biggest challenge is getting yourself into a position where you can just stop and focus on driving the car quickly. Um, because you know you can do that, but the the other bits are the are the challenges beforehand. You know, Colton, I just realized something. Man, you're a jerk. So we're supposed to do our very first uh, end of day video coming next week, next Saturday at Texas Motor Speedway, the next stop in the NTT IndyCar Series Tour. And you're going to be doing your first filling in, right, taking over from my longtime co-host and partner on Racer.com, Sebastian Bourdais. We've had our Hamburger and French fry show. So you're going to be, we're going to be starting together uh, as co-hosts a week from now, the uh, hamburger and taco show. And you're already trying to get away from me signing an F1 testing deal. I see, I see how this is going down, Herta. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, this is my plan to get, to get, to get, uh, to get out at you. As so far this away is from the, you. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is I've, the whole plan behind I've, it. Figured you out, man. Hey, Ryan Turkstra, <laughs> why don't you uh, unmute yourself, my friend, and ask our pal Colton Herta a question here in the Hashtag Racing Family Show. Thanks, MP. Appreciate it. So you kind of stole the question I was going to ask about dealing with the F1 media. I think the most prevalent topic of conversation amongst the Day IndyCar listeners after this announcement came out was, how on earth are you going to handle that transition from this kind of community college form of media where we're all kind of having beers and joking around to uh, you better have your PhD and dot your I's and cross your T's. And, um, you know, maybe Chris gave you some, some tips, but you know, what is it that you think is, is kind of going to best prepare you for handling that transition? Are you going to be sitting down with, you know, Zach Brown and, and some of the McLaren PR people or, um, you know, where do you kind of see that impacting yourself this year? Um, you know, to my knowledge is it's something that they kind of intensely go over with the drivers from the PR department. Um, you know, they have meetings pre-weekend and they already seem to know what, what's going to be asked and, and, you know, the tough questions that they're going to get. So you kind of already know what you're going to get asked before you get asked it for the most part. And I think that, that, the teams actually do a great job with that aspect. So it's not as much of a shock or a surprise when you get asked that question um, that, that you're inevitably, inevitably going to get. 
Um, so it's it's something that you're usually prepared for in in F one, I think. But there are a lot of you know seems like random questions and stuff like that. Um, but I'm not worried about that sort of stuff. I'm there to drive the race car, so we'll see how that goes. So uh, before we move any further here, folks, I have to take a quick second here and do a little uh, station identification and thank those partners we've got, of course, Cooper Tires, Justice Brothers, and Toronto Motorsports. And once again, as we tell you every every time we're on here, if you like it and you're enjoying it, share it, invite your friends, and tell more people about it. It's the Hashtag Racing Family Show with Marshall Pruitt, and I'm Chris Wheeler. Now, Colton, we've talked a lot about you and this opportunity to go drive a Formula One car, but what I don't want to do is... So not, not cover what's got you to this point, right? And just how the growth of IndyCar around the world with more people watching it, um, how crazy the competition is, how tight the fields are, and what all that has done to culminate into this. Um, you know, I think it just pushes you at a driver, as a driver. You know, I think it makes you find lap time in, in ways that you didn't know were possible before, um, you know, maybe coming up through your junior career. So it makes you look at every aspect of, of everything that you're doing on a lap and what needs to be better and what you're already doing good at and um, what seems to be poor. So it, it makes you look into the details a lot more um, when you're racing an IndyCar and, you know, the difference between finishing sixth or twelfth in a qualifying session could be a tenth and a half, two tenths sometimes. So it is a very close championship. So it makes you kind of, you know, look at it that way. I like that. Well, we've got time here. If, if you're cool to Colton, just maybe one or two more quick questions. Um, yeah, no worries. Jesse Young, unmute yourself. Hello. Um, How's it going? I've got a, good and doing good. Anyways, I've got a question for Colton. Being Australian, Australian, of course, and you know the biggest championship here is the supercars. With this deal, have you perhaps convinced Andretti or Zach Brown to perhaps put you in a wild card for the Bathurst 1000 this October, over potentially put you and Grosjean together? Because I think the Mountain could use Mr. Big Chungus there in the Holdens that'd be Commodore going for the overall win. Yes, <laughs> I love this. And we also saw, Colton, you saw your teammates, uh, Hinch and Rossi, kind of. Yes, to my Hinchtown. They're uh, asking handed to him. But yeah, the Mountain, come on, man. Yeah, I almost did it one year, um, but unfortunately, I had to race. It's usually at the same time of as the Petit Le Mans at ten hours in uh, Road Atlanta, so I wasn't able to do. It. I actually had the opportunity to do it with Andretti that year, but I had to race in Petit Le Mans. So it's something that I'm open to the idea of. It looks awesome. Um, you know, that's a championship chip that I used to watch with my with my grandpa um because he was really big into the V8 supercars and watching it. So whenever I was at his house, we would watch um, some of the old races that were on. Um, and yeah, it's always close. It's awesome. And obviously really good talent. As you've seen Scott McLaughlin come over and, and win an IndyCar race. So, um, really fast guys that, that can transfer their talents from, you know, tin tops and closed wheel stuff to, to open wheel. Yeah. It's been nice seeing that your championship poacher, our honorary Aussie over there, especially with the other big win he had last week, um, two weekends ago. Yeah, no, he's doing a great job right now. Hmm. All right. Anyways, thank you for the um, answering the question, Colton. Uh, good luck on the rest of the season. Thank you. So, uh, Marshall, we added another a quick guest here, uh, Dontre Graves, team member here with IndyCar, new to the IndyCar world. Dontre, I want you to unmute yourself and let's just get your perspective real quick on uh, 
Hey, you know, we've already covered your learning curve in IndyCar, but uh, coming over from NASCAR, yeah, and and big fans of yours, Dontre, and what you're doing to help up IndyCar's social media games. So, hell, we got another star on the show here, Dontre. Why don't you unmute yourself and uh, what you got for Colton? Um, I'm not a star whatsoever. I'm actually on my way to North Carolina to pack the rest of my stuff up. But um, <laughs> congratulations to Colton. Um, I think my biggest thing is um, with me working in social, how worried are you about building your brand in social um, with this going on? And um, obviously pulling in sponsors and stuff like that goes into the social world and how concerned are you or like um, – determined in building your brain as you um go into this new chapter um that's a great question yeah you know that's that's a huge thing in in the racing world right now is is you have to have a huge social media presence you need to be um on that sort of aspects so yeah it is something that that i kind of have some people working with me to to work on and um kind of furthering it to to where we can get a more appealing product maybe for, for American sponsors in the future if we do kind of run a little bit more over there. So that is something that, that is in the back of my head and that we're kind of pushing for to see what we can improve on. Are you going to be bringing King Taco to the world? Is that it? Uh, or is there a taco truck you love that you're going to blow <laughs> up and make sure they become billionaires through your uh, F1 profile? That'd be that'd be hilarious. Actually, King Taco does, um, he did sponsor... I think Antonio Giovinazzi. So he had a personal deal with him when he was racing in F1. So we'll you see. Make this happen. You should be retiring off of King Taco money, Colton. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who else should we invite? I mean, we've got a number of folks who've requested. We've got about maybe five minutes or so left with Colton. Uh, let's see. Amanda, you have uh, been uh, raising your hand, I believe, to try and connect with Colton. So provided we can't connect here the floor is yours amanda. or maybe it's not amanda going once going twice unmute yourself uh, if you can and uh take the floor here and connect with colton yes hello hi um i'm just wondering um colton if uh you know you're looking forward to maybe pairing you know like seeing lando again since you used to race used to be a teammate of his in formula 4 Brilliant right. question. Brilliant question. Thank you, Amanda. Yeah, it will be. It will be cool, and I hope I get to uh, go out to a to a race or two and go see what he is, uh, what he's up to. Because yeah, I haven't seen him for a long time, and we were uh, teammates back in 2015 and in F4. So we'll see how that plays out. Great. Um, good luck on your season. Thank you, Marshall. We've also got Seb 005 here. Um, who's been keyed up for a second. So Seb 005, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Um, just quick question. And yeah, I guess just real quick. So does this help at all with, uh, anything in regards to gaining super points, I guess, points for your super license or anything like that going into the future? So the only thing that helps you gain super license points is doing FP points, which at the moment I'm just doing a, a testing program. So for this aspect, no. The best thing that I can do for myself right now with Super License Points is if I finish top three in the championship this year, then I will have over 40. Cool. Thank you. No problem. Thanks. Good luck, too. Thank you. So, Colton, as we start to wind down here on this special edition of Hashtag Racing Family Show, you know, 
obviously you, you've talked about it, you know, the ultimate goals and whatnot, but what's the perfect storyline to happen for you from this point forward? If we look forward to one year from right now, what's the perfect storyline and how your career is going to develop? That's a tough question that, that really I can't answer. Um, Cause I don't know what it's going to be like, what my life's going to be like in a year. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, like I said, formula one's a goal of mine at some point that I would like to do. Um, whether that comes with McLaren or Andretti or somebody completely different, um, I don't know. And we'll have to wait and see what happens, but, um, you know, it's, it's definitely something that, that, that I have to think about and what's going to be happening. But, you know, as far as right now, I do have a contract with Andretti and IndyCar for the next two years. Um, and then beyond that, we'll have to wait and see what happens. When are we, uh, when are we talking about the launch of, I mean, we've seen Michael with his desired Andretti Global, Colton. When are we going to see Herta Global? Because your old man's already kind of taken over North America. I believe he has 314 Hyundais running in uh, TCR and IMSA, where they've won multiple championships. Your dad's a co-entrant in uh, IndyCar. How does Herta Global sound, brother? And would you sign for him? Or would you hardball the guy? I think we need a lot more money. But... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to turn in a lot more water bottles out here in California, but see? we'll just have to wait and see. Why don't, uh, why don't you unmute yourself, F. Silva, apologies, my lips aren't working yet, uh, hashtag Herta N1 fan. I think the, the final listener question is going to go to you. Hello, everyone. Thanks for inviting me. Hello, Colton. Uh, just congrats in your in that opportunity. I don't really have a question, but... Do you see the plan like after driving F1 if it can help you in the season in the indie season like anything that you can learn from the car that you can bring back to the US and help you become even faster? Yeah, I don't know. That's I think that's to be decided and, and seen. Um, you know, I don't know what it's going to be like to drive that thing. So it could be, you know, some similarities and something that I can kind of learn off of, or it could be completely different. Um, you know, I think the tech that they use and stuff is, is quite unique and, and, you know, really advanced compared to IndyCar. So maybe that's something that I can look at and, and learn off of and, and maybe bring it into IndyCar somehow, um, some way. But that's kind of to be seen. I, I'm not sure how it will play out or, or how the car will even drive and if there's going to be any similarities. All right. Thanks. Just before Colton goes, I've remembered what I needed to tell him for advice, for help. Train your neck. <laughs> get in the gym and get your <laughs> neck strong. Because, yeah, ev everyone who drives F1 car, however fit they've been, if they've not been driving an F1 car regularly, like, the neck goes. Um, so many drivers are just kind of looking at the floor when they hit the brakes by the end of the day in an F1 car. So, um, yeah, I, I imagine whatever training you do, like, will still won't feel like enough by the time you actually get to drive it. But that's definitely the main thing you can do as prep. It just came to me. Right on. Sausage neck. Got it. Well, Chris, Chris Medlin, actually, you get the final question. Oh, cool. Great. Um, what a perk. Uh, well, then I was going to ask, actually, Colton, about how much this kind of just feels like a help. And I'm sorry if this was asked at the start, but a help for um, IndyCar-based and US-based drivers in terms of, I think, the biggest roadblock to you guys has been the lack of opportunities to test an F1 car. McLaren are giving you that opportunity, but even if there's not a future with McLaren. Like you say, maybe there's an Andretti future, maybe there's another F1 team future, and this will surely 
put you a step closer to that by getting that experience. Like how big a, uh, a thank you, I guess, do you want to pay to McLaren for, for opening up that opportunity? And, and how much do you see it as the key that more teams need to do to allow more drivers like yourself to realistically aim for F1? Well, for sure, it's it's a huge thank you to McLaren for giving me the opportunity and Zach and Andreas and everybody over there. So um, it's going to be exciting. And yeah, for sure, if I think if I can show that that I'm fast um, in, in the car and, and do a good job, hopefully F1 teams, you know, think of IndyCar as, as a high-end series that, you know, has the talent to be in Formula 1 and, and has really fast guys. I do believe that that they are some of the best drivers in the world and, and they are extremely fast and they have the capability of going to Formula One, but we'll have to wait and see and, and see how it goes. And But yeah, hopefully it does open some more doors, just not only for me, but for IndyCar drivers that want to hop over. Well, everybody, um, I think that's going to do it here as we head to our closing segment. Um, quick reminder, don't forget our regular show every Monday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern time right here. Hashtag racing family. Colt Herta, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on your announcement, your news. Um, I hope this doesn't mean that David Hunt, your spotter in IndyCar, who's a hardcore listener here and member of the racing family, doesn't change his vocabulary going into Texas now. <laughs> I don't think that'll be a problem. But thank you very much for having me. And thanks so much for listening to babble for so long. Oh, stop it. Thank you, Colton. Yeah, and, and we think Hunt's probably going to start talking to you and, and your car's 20 meters behind and he's going to be changing units on you it's going to be a mess hunt be good don't 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 cause any problems for our boy texas we need to get him his first oval win awesome well once again folks thank you for joining um it's, it's been a pleasure to bring you this saturday special here on the hashtag racing family once again monday 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern time and as we head off into the distance the lesson that we've all learned here today, and we have proof of it in this show, is do not give up on your dreams. I personally remember a Colton Herta in a Micromax-type cart at Fontana Cal Speed many, many years ago with a suit that was too big for him, and I think he had a mohawk at the time. It just shows you that hard work and determination um, can lead to the goals that you have in life. Obviously, he's a dominant force in the IndyCar series, and now he gets his opportunity to go test in Formula 1 with the fine folks at McLaren. So, that's the lesson. Never give up. Always fight. So, Marshall Pruitt, I guess it's until we meet again with our Hashtag Racing family this coming Monday. Everybody have a wonderful weekend.